Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Monday, the 4th of April. My name is Ben, and joining me on the line is absolutely nobody because Andrew is not very well, unfortunately. So, best wishes to him. Hope he's, uh, hope he's feeling a lot better uh, by the time he listens to this. If he does listen to this, certainly hope he's feeling well enough to um, go to the QPR game tomorrow. Um, So I'm just going to do a very quick episode here, full confession up front. I didn't see a single minute of the Stoke game this weekend, so if you don't want to listen to somebody talking about a game they didn't actually see or go to and you would like to turn off now, you are more than welcome to do so, but I'm going to talk a little more about our next game, QPR at home, rather than this Stoke game instead. Obviously, a 1-0 defeat at Stoke. Uh, although I missed it, it doesn't sound like I missed very much at all. Um, I think this is a game where it sort of underlined, where have all our strikers gone? They're all injured. Billy Sharp out with uh, the hamstring injury, of course. Um, he went off uh, against Barnsley with. So no great surprise to see him not play in this game. I was surprised to see today that this is actually the first time Sharp has not been in the squad for a league game all season, which is a phenomenal um, testament to his 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 fitness and durability, I suppose, and hopefully he will be back before too long. Um, the other missing striker was McBurney. He got injured kicking a ball in training, apparently, according, according to Heckingbottom. Uh, the less said about that, the better, I think. He was on the bench, but um, I'm sure he would have started this game had he been fit instead, and he did not appear off the bench either. Jebison gets a start, was apparently very ineffective. He was eventually replaced by Will Asula, the uh, the youth player. So yeah, I think uh, had McBurney been fit, he would have got some more minutes, and that just kind of contributes to my general frustration with him. That um, yeah, when he's when he's been on the pitch, he's done very little, but also he's not been available to be on the pitch anywhere near as much as. We need him to be, essentially. Um, it sounds like Gibbs White was ill the night before the game. I've just uh, just seen this today in Heckingbottom's pre-match interview for QPR. You take Sharp out of the team and you you know have a not totally 100% Gibbs White, the team is going to struggle. We've said this many times this season, so no great shock to see that. Since we... I looked this up earlier. Since we lost Bogle, um, you know, I would say it was our last sort of... Uh, our most recent significant attacking injury. Basically, the Swansea game on, um, Sharp and Gibbs-White have scored more than half of our goals in that span, and you will be well aware of how many times they've set up a goal for the other one as well during this season. So our reliance on them is still massive. Sharp is not going to play tomorrow against QPR. That is a cause for concern for sure. Um, I will get onto that very shortly indeed. Um, it seems like the most... The two most significant things that happened from this Stoke game, one, the referee got hit in the face with a football, always entertaining. The other one, we were somehow denied a pretty clear-looking penalty on uh, Norrington Davis getting chopped down in the penalty area. Not totally sure what the referee was thinking here. Um, I'd imagine if he thought the defender got a touch on the ball, then it would have been a corner. A goal kick was given instead. That's a nil-nil. You know, we lose to a one uh, a John Egan goal late on. If that gets given as a, a penalty to us, then maybe we're sat here feeling like we just scrapped our way to another three points like we did against Barnsley, where we did not play well at all, of course. So, yeah, that's a, that's a frustration. You probably feel one of these decisions is going to go our way sooner or later. I certainly hope so, because, um, yeah, we, we may well need it. Even with some players coming back 
into the team at the weekend. Ben Davies reappeared, uh, apparently did not have a good game. Baldock comes in for Ben Osborne as well. Aremovic is on the bench, which I think is pertinent for our next game. So, yeah, a 1-0 defeat at Stoke. Puts a bit of pressure on that next game for sure. Um, I just want to address something quickly with uh, our away form, which again kind of surprised me. It's no secret that we have put in some really bad performances away from home this season, uh, and and I feel like I've been at several of them. Andrew has certainly been at pretty much all of them. I think I'm, I'm glad he went to Holloway earlier in the season because otherwise I think he's been to uh, Derby, Blackburn, and now Stoke as well. So. It feels like we're not very good away from home. And whilst we're not great, we've taken 27 points from 21 away games. That is still the six most away points of any team in the championship. So teams are generally not very good away from home unless they're Fulham or Bournemouth. Fulham have a, a preposterous 40 from 19. Bournemouth have 34 from 18. They are the only, I believe this is correct, they're the only two teams that have won at least half of their away games so far. So teams are poor away from home. It doesn't worry me that much because we only have two uh, away games left out of uh, seven remaining games now. Obviously, if we did get to the playoffs, we would have to play an away game and then ideally a neutral ground game as well at Wembley. But, you know, cross our bridge when we get to it, I think. We've, we've been fine away from home. The performances might not have been there, but if you put it into the context of every other team this season... I think it's not a huge area of concern. Blackburn, for example, they won on Saturday, uh, and that was their fifth away win of the season out of 20 games played. So they have won a quarter of their away games. Uh, it's quite a bit less than us, obviously. Anyway, let's move on to QPR at home tomorrow night. Now, I mentioned Sharp was out, and the reason that this is so concerning is... We have scored... So there have been nine games this season where Sharp has not started, including, obviously, Saturday at Stoke. In those nine games, there have been five goals from the rest of the team put together. Uh, Sharp actually created one of those five goals as well. So there's been times where Sharp's come off the bench and scored in those games, but the rest of the time, the rest of the team has scored five goals in nine games. So Birmingham at home, we didn't score. Huddersfield, one goal, which he scored. Barnsley, we got two goals. Blackpool, zero goals. Forest, one goal assisted by him. Reading, one goal. Bristol City, two goals, one scored by him. Hull, zero goals. Stoke, zero goals. Of course, we have played games this season where Sharp has started and we have looked toothless and haven't scored. Huddersfield um, away being, I think, the most obvious example from, uh, from recent times. But that does really uh, concern me for what is close to a must-win game tomorrow night, I think. I've been trying to resist this sort of narrative, I guess, about must-win. Um, but I do think if we don't win that, we probably will need to win four out of our last five games because, obviously, Bournemouth is going to be a really tough game on Saturday. And then, yeah, you've got Reading, Bristol City, Cardiff, QPR and Fulham. Can you win four out of those five? I mean, I think if you take each game in isolation, you could certainly say... We should win most of those, but the actual act of winning four out of five is extremely difficult to do at any level of football, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be missing Sharp. We're going to need someone like McBurney or Jebison to step up and fill that void, essentially. Uh, McBurney is apparently uh, going to be available, so it's time to stand up, basically, and make a contribution for the team. Um, talking of QPR themselves, they are in shocking form. I mean... 
I've been on this train for a while, I think, for anyone who's listened to this semi-regularly. They, I think they've been the team that have kind of flattered to deceive the most this season. A lot of the underlying numbers do not like them. <laughs> they do not suggest that QPR are a, a top six side at all. And it it seems like that is kind of coming to pass a little bit in the last couple of months, compounded by some uh, some you know pretty... Uh, important injuries or injuries to important players I should say that they have also been affected by but um, yeah they've lost three of their last five uh, sorry they have lost their last three and they've lost five of their last six the truth is they've been playing like a mid-table team for quite a long time they're 12th for open play XG 18th for set set play XG defensively they're middle of the pack as well they are middle of the pack for pressing stats 19th for total number of high turnovers. They're not a team to be afraid of at all, but that, for me, just makes it feel even more important that we win tomorrow night. It's not our easiest remaining game, but it is a game that we really have to target for three points, I think. Uh, Andre Gray is one to watch for them. He he actually missed the Fulham game at the weekend. Uh, he's been away with Jamaica, but he is in the top 10 in the whole championship for expected goals per 90. Top 5 for goals per 90 as well. Uh, he has only played a 1,000 minutes this season, so that does kind of skew it a little bit, but definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, their goalkeeper situation has been a total disaster David Marshall out for the season. It sounds like Dieng, the goalkeeper we were actually linked with, I think at the start of this season, maybe last season, he is out for the foreseeable future, I think. Jordan Archer has a shoulder injury. That's a third choice. Joe Walsh is their fourth choice. He has a hand injury. Kieran Westwood is currently their goalkeeper, which is obviously a name familiar to football fans of Sheffield teams. Uh, He played at the weekend, so he will probably be in goal for them tomorrow night as well. Pretty sure that is their fifth I don't know if Walsh has played for them this season, but the other three names I mentioned certainly have. So they have really gone down the gone down the list of goalkeepers this season. The other serious injury for them is Chris Willock, who has he's been statistically one of the most creative players in the championship this season. He's he's been playing at wing back. He is not far behind Morgan Gibbs White for expected assists per ninety. He's third in the whole league for actual assists per ninety. He picked up an injury a couple of weeks ago. He is out for the season. That is another major reason why I'm pretty confident QPR will not be finishing in the playoffs this season. Any QPR fans happen to be listening, we may not finish in the playoffs either, but uh, I would currently take United's chances over QPR for sure. Um, I think we've got this one, to be honest. I think we will probably need it because Bournemouth is going to be very tough, as I say. It's three games in, home games in a row. We probably need six points minimum. Otherwise, we will likely need to win our last four games, which is not impossible, but of course, very unlikely. And yeah, we may be praying for a favour from Fulham on the final day of the season to just take it easy on us, basically. Um, so yeah, a a bad Saturday for United. Uh, most other results went against us, I think. Middlesbrough and Forest had, had big away wins. Uh, Blackburn won away as well. And we lost to a Stoke side that, uh, by all accounts, before, during and after, don't particularly care. They were not trying particularly hard. They are finishing bang in mid-table, 13th out of 24 at the moment. Um, yeah, poor result. Obviously, coming off an international break, is it, it seems to have been a bit of a... I don't know if it's a hoodoo for us. I don't know if we overplay this a little bit, but certainly we don't look good after most international breaks. I was really hopeful that... 
this one would be one that we would see a difference because we didn't look particularly good going into the international break either. But um, apparently not. A very limp performance. Uh, perhaps we should have got away with a nil-nil, but we did not. We suffered our 12th defeat of the season. Tomorrow night, I would like to see Aremovic start, please, because I want to see Ben Davies move back to left centre-back. You could talk me into Ben Osborne starting at left wing-back as well. I just think, and I've seen a lot of people say this from the weekend's game, we obviously said it after the Barnsley game as well, that back five just cannot progress the ball up the pitch. And if um, the opposition sit on Ollie Norwood and he's supposed to be your your main outlet or you're re- relying on you know Jebison or Asula to try and turn a defence or something like that, you're going to struggle. And uh, I think if we move Ben Davies over to the left, that opens up that side of the pitch a lot more. I know that Jack Robinson is left-footed as well, but I don't have much of a high opinion on him as a ball player. Osborne might give you a little bit more going forward because, yeah, Norrington Davis and George Bulldock are solid at this level, but they are not going to cause anything like the level of panic that Jaden Bogle would, for example. So I'd like to see that. I imagine McBurney's probably going to start. I'm okay with that as well. Uh, yeah, I think it's... I think it's such a big ask of to expect Jebison to be your sole focus, I think, particularly when Gibbs White's coming off uh, illness as well. So I could see, see McBurney starting up front for sure, and I'm kind of okay with that. But um, yeah, it's a big game. Eighth plays ninth. Uh, QPR are definitely sliding in the wrong direction. We are, I guess, treading water after our last three or four games. We've not played... Uh, we've not played a good game apart from Middlesbrough for quite a while now, and I think sort of six, seven games off the top of my head. So it's time to uh, make all these outstanding home games count, United, because that is going to be our path to the playoffs. Can you win four out of five home games, three out of five home games, and pick up an away win, something like that? Probably going to need 75 points. We're currently sat on 61, so you do the maths. Let's just uh, start with three points tomorrow night against QPR. All right, thank you for listening. Andrew, hopefully, uh, will be feeling much better by the time the QPR game kicks off and certainly by the time it's finished. And hopefully we'll be back uh, with a podcast, the two of us, uh, where where at least one of the people on the podcast has watched the game, Um, hopefully on Wednesday, if not, uh, yeah, probably Wednesday, I think. So appreciate you listening. Go and listen to uh, Tufty Club or watch Chef United Way or traveling blade or anyone else that was actually at this game if you want a detailed breakdown of it but uh come on you blades i'm looking forward to getting back to the lane tomorrow hopefully uh hopefully everyone feeling much more optimistic if we can get three points in that one right thank you again for listening we'll be back in a few days